State championship winning coach Scott Litzkin shares his perspective on what it takes to achieve excellence in high school cross country. While addressing the mental and physical elements of distance running, Scott provides details about how to create successful teams. Additionally, he addresses how he overcomes pitfalls to achieve the peak of success as a high school cross country coach. His teams have won four Indiana State Championships and have competed at the Nike National Cross Country Championships three times. The book is only available on Amazon. Search for Scott Lidskin. Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 33. Taylor Marshall and I recap Week 7, mainly the Nike Valley Twilight that included almost all of the state's best teams. And next year should include all of the state's best teams. Cue some drops. best friends yep do you want to go do karate in the garage yep i don't see how you can hate from outside of the club you can't even get in <laughs> let go all right it's the indiana runner podcast i'm colin altavote and i am joined by a man who was so bored of the colts game he had to take a nap yeah, well, we weren't playing that well, and then I woke up at the right time, and all of a sudden, we two minutes to go, and we're down by two. And uh, then I wish I fell asleep again, because it didn't in the way I hoped it would. Well, part of you doesn't hope that the Colts win, but part of you that drafted the Colts as your losing team on our Indiana Other podcast, when you, Josh, and I uh, drafted teams that you can hear on the Patreon, if you really love uh, just Colin Taylor and Josh content. Uh, you can be a member of patreon.com slash Indiana runner. Uh, you've got an extra point because it's Colts lost and you get a point for each Colts loss. Yeah. A little silver lining right there to make the loss taste. Uh, no, not quite as bad. Well, we're not here though, to talk that much football. We are here to talk week seven recap. Now, normally Taylor, this would lead straight into the tournament, but not this year because the tournament has changed. So it's going to kind of lead into a down week. There's a few things going on right next week. There may even be a few conference meets, um, but not much going on prior to the tournament start, the sectional round, which will be October 14th. Yeah, a couple of JV invites, I'm sure, get the boys and girls a last chance and uh, what will hopefully be some cooler weather. Mm -hmm. uh, many schools have fall break either this coming week or the following week, so uh, a lot kind of taking place here and there, and then uh, we'll have a brief pause on the varsity activity for the most part and then pick back up again with the first round of this new-look three-round tournament, sectionals, regionals, state um, so that'll be exciting to see some more teams represented on Laverne on the last Saturday of October. And it was pretty warm this past weekend. Now, by the time the sun goes down and when the sun goes down, it gets dark. And when it's dark, it's a little bit cooler. You know, the weather was nice, not quite ideal, but very nice Saturday night. Um, it was pretty nice Saturday morning for some of the other meets, but it's going to be warm Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then it's just totally going to drop out in terms of temperature and be like, we're going to Delta uh, to Taylor than for the Delta invite, we being Carmel boys. And uh, it looks like it may be under 50 for all the races. So it could be, you know, depending on the rain situation, could be pretty close to ideal on, on what we hope is a, is a fast course and a last, a last chance for a lot of our, a lot of our kids. And then fall break starts for, for us and a lot of different school districts. Yeah. Exciting stuff coming up, man. Well, speaking of exciting meets, 
We've got uh, three meets here that were uh, varying stages of excitement. It sounds as if, from what I've heard, my connection, boots on the ground, my, my tentacles reaching all out across the state of Indiana, that yes. some of these schools who have conference meets on the same weekend as this Nike Twilight would like to move their conference meets to any other weekend. And so there were, I believe, 3,600 entrants uh, yesterday to the Nike Twilight, which we are going to get into all of this um, and, and try to talk about what it means and, and suss all of these things out. But I think next year it could be close to 4,000 and we could be looking at like maybe a JV race for each and then maybe three open races and uh, in a championship race with with 44 to 50, 50 teams. Uh, and the, the course can hold it. It held it last night, no problem. You know, it's such a unique opportunity to go at night and all of the uh, fanfare surrounding it and, and the lights and the fireworks. And uh, you get to see the best teams in the state. You get to run on uh, the best course in the state, the state championship course. So, uh, you know, I'm sure, as you said, coaches who are listening and they had to go to a county meet or a conference meet uh, yesterday that they are trying hard to, yeah, they're trying hard to make that change with their athletic director and the others in the conference or county. Uh, that's the meet you want to be at, right? Teams come from out of state to be there in Terre Haute and compete against the best. And, you know, we want to see all the best represented there and experience is unlike any other. So uh, I would strongly encourage any coach who's listening to push their AD as best as possible to get that meet moved and uh, join us down in Terre Haute. All right. Up north, the Summit Athletic Conference. Now, a lot of a lot of uh, conferences, if it makes a sound, they call it that, right? The MIC, the DAC. Yeah. A lot of people I've heard call it the SAC, but in Fort Wayne, no one calls it that. They call it the SAC. Interesting. Yes. Uh, it was pretty dominant by one team on the boys' side, boys' first year. Uh, even though Nike didn't go boys' first, we're going to go boys' first on here. Uh, Vaughn Hendrickson of Concordia, Fort Wayne Concordia, he wins in 1549. He's had a good year. He looks like a potential all-stater. Absolutely. Yeah. He's right in the mix. Uh, he wins his teammate, Nick Spielman, second, 1622. Concordia boys, now they'd had one that had been missing for several weeks. He did run on Saturday. So we saw his return, not at the level he'd been racing at, but his return, maybe, you know, it's. Four weeks is a long time for the human body, especially the adolescent body, uh, to adapt, to improve, uh, to get his sea legs back underneath him. Uh, we'll see how that affects Concordia's chances to maybe finish in the top 10 at the state meet. Yeah. Uh, could help him out. Can't hurt because he wasn't running. So anything he could give them would, would be a help. Concordia 19, Northrop 75, Snyder, shout out, that's where I went to high school, class of 06, Snyder 100 even. On the girls' side, not to be outdone by their male counterparts, Concordia girls uh, go one through four. The winner, Mallory Weller, 1806. Uh, maybe a, we, we thought coming in, she could be pretty good. She had a good uh, track season, especially over 1,600 meters. Not sure we thought she would be the number one runner since they had kind of two all-state level girls back, one of which is now running on the team. But Weller gives them two in the top 10 at the state meet. Yeah, I would say so. Two in the top 10, and you're looking at, uh, you know, three in the top, maybe 30. Concordia girls, 16. 
Northrop 53, Dwinger 94. Fast race there. It, it it seemed like it was in the middle of the day. It was very warm for cross country, but you don't run cross country races in the middle of the day. Well, the state meet is, but by then it, it's cooler. Uh, boys adjustment plus 21, girls adjustment plus 19. Been It's been dry all over the state. So I think that's a big thing. The footing, even if the temperature isn't ideal, the footing has been very good. Yeah. Uh, we might see some rain in the forecast. Uh, check local listings this coming week, but uh, shouldn't shouldn't ruin anything too much. In LC championships, and they ran these in conjunction with the NIC championships. We're going to talk about NLC, the Northern Lakes Conference. On the boys' side, he's had quite a season so far. I think this is a guy that certainly could finish in the top five at the state meet. Uh, Liam Bauschke for Mishawaka, 15-17. Max Malloy of Elkhart ran 15-42. So that's, that's a pretty sizable gap. What, what are we looking at there? 25 seconds yeah. uh, between the two of them. And, you know, Bauschke is a, is, is a legit All-Stater. He's finished All-State before. Malloy could be in the top 20 at the state meet as well. So that's a pretty, pretty wide gap there, a pretty good margin for Bauschke. Northridge boys, 70. Warsaw, 80. Penn, 93. Not so fast, my friend. You think Northridge, they won their conference meet. They are crowned conference champions. Ah, ah, ah. No. Warsaw, by virtue of these dual meets, apparently has won the conference championship. So, you know what? We'll just uh, we'll move on to the girls here. Uh, on the girls' side, Joey Rastrelli from Warsaw, 18-18 over Mary Eubank of Penn, 18-44. Same story, I feel like, kind of on the boys' side. That's a 26-second gap. Rastrelli top five potential finisher, Eubank, top 20 potential finisher, just shows the gap there between uh, athletes of, of certain kind of tiers or certain caliber. Northridge girls, 59, Warsaw, 66, Penn, 81. That's a good field there. Those are three state meet teams. Uh, Northridge with the 59 points, they won the conference meet, so they win the conference title, right? Uh, no, not so fast, I'm guessing. Uh, well, they shared it. Jesus. Oh, whatever. I, who knows? I, <laughs> just move on. This is a cluster. Frangelina's with Frangelina and whatever. Moving on. Okay. Boys adjustment plus 23, girls adjustment plus 14. So Bauschke, you can see on INCC stats for week seven, he's kind of mixing it up in there um, outside of some of those top boys, but we'd imagine, I mean, he, he won Culver and, and the number one team in the state went to Culver and, and ran their top, yeah. Three to five boys. Um, he's he's right in there. He's would you right say, in. would you so boys adjustment plus 23, girls adjustment plus 14. Would you say is, is Bauschke a contender? Is he a fringe contender? Is he Lloyd Christmas? Is he just kind of in there? I mean, do you I, think he's I, got a shot to win the whole thing? I think after his performance at Culver, he's more of a fringe contender. Um, I, I would put one one boy who we'll get to here in a minute as probably uh, number one, and then I see maybe a two A and a two B, and then you know maybe Bauschke's a little bit back from that, uh, but he's not quite on that same tier as the the top three that I'll I'll tell you about later on. Um, however, fringe contender might be the right call, right? He, getting the win at Culver was impressive. Um, he's had a great season, like you said, he's a former All Stater, uh, just a junior. So he could very well, if things shake out in a certain way, find a path to victory 
at uh, Laverne on October 28th, but he, he wouldn't be considered a title favorite in my mind. Here's our, fe our featured meet, the Nike Twilight, the Nike XC Town Twilight, I think is the official name. Apparently, the boys were saying at, at the meet that, you know, Eugene, Oregon is Track Town USA. Yes. But Terre Haute has, and rightfully so, has branded, branded itself Cross Country Town USA. So it is the Nike XC Town or Cross Country Town Twilight. Seems fair to me. Girls went first. We'll do boys first because it's a boys first year. Cameron Todd closing. Cameron Todd lives up to his name. He was down with five or 600 meters to go. He wins in a meet record and just off of the Indiana record on Laverne Gibson held by Cole Matisson. Shout out. Cameron runs 14.48. Sam Quagliaroli from Fishers, 14.52. Those were the top two overall. And then, of course, they were the top two Hoosiers. And then Tony Provenzano, shout out, from Carmel, was eighth overall in 15.08. Matthew Kim from Fishers was 11th overall in 15.09. So kind of a blanket finish there uh, between 8th and 11th, 12th, 13th or so. And then the fifth Hoosier, was Kyle Grove, shout out, from Carmel in 14th overall, and he ran 15-17. The top five Indiana teams, Carmel Boys won, shout out, 192 points. Noblesville was sixth with 305 points. Zionsville was eighth with 350. Fishers was 10th, 363. And then your team, Taylor, your favorite team, well, you know, one B to Carmel, I suppose, uh, Bloomington North, the Cougars, 12th Shout place, out. 374 points. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go over all the boys' stuff or go over let's the girls' go, results now and then come back? Uh, let's go through the girls' results and then we okay. can kind of go back to boys and flip ourselves back and forth. On the girls' side, second overall was Nikki Sutherland of Delta in 1706. The winner was an out-of-state athlete who ran 17 flat. Libby Dowdy from Indian Creek was fourth overall in 1709. Julia Score was fifth in 1716. Ava Jarrell was ninth. Uh, Julia Score goes to Chittard. Uh, Ava Jarrell goes to Pendleton Heights. She was ninth in 1743. And Addison Canablo of Homestead was 11th in 17. 45. We were anticipating a close meet here, and we got it. Second place, Noblesville, uh, 133 points. Fourth place, Homestead, 188 points. Fifth was North Central, 195. And sixth was Hamilton Southeastern in 202 points. The boys' adjustment was plus 21. I do know last year in more ideal conditions was plus 22. The girls' adjustment was plus 16. What and we've got some different, I don't even want to call them mock meets. They're real meets because they're based on real results. We've just extracted teams not from Indiana. And we've also extracted teams not likely to make the state meet to give us some scores. What What do you want to go over first? Why don't, since you intro that, why don't you give us the top five? Uh, it's a boys first year. Top five boys team scores. If only Indiana state meet teams uh, compete. And then we'll do top five girls teams again, only if Indiana state meet teams compete. And then uh, we will maybe talk about uh, some of those team battles and the surprises and some individual thoughts uh, in those races and 
you know, a couple things back and forth. So uh, the top five boys teams calling from Indiana, if uh, we factor in only likely state meet teams, what do we got? Okay. So this is, again, what, we, what I did is athletic.net makes all of this available that you can just say, Hey, hypothetical scores and just go through and click the teams. So uh, Gabe Porras gave me this idea. He went through, um, I would imagine on the bus, we were on the bus still on the bus ride back uh, and said, Hey, here's the scores. If it's just Indiana teams, I went a step further and took the scores. If only the teams likely to make the state meet. And when you go through the list of teams on the boys side, there's kind of one fringe state meet team that I didn't put in. And that was Greenfield. Okay. But all of the teams from that semi or that regional were already there. Um, those teams, the last two being Center Grove and Hamilton Southeastern. And then I did the same thing on the girls' side. And it was more or less obvious. I think I included one team that was like, yeah, they may make it. They may not. Yeah. So here were the scores, which was a little surprising, especially if you look at the INCC stats ratings. Here were the scores if it's just the Indiana teams. I'll go on this one. I'll, I'll go top seven. Carmel, first, 68. Noblesville, second, 113. Bloomington North, third, 134. Zionsville, fourth, 139. Fishers, fifth. And I'll put this on the Patreon notes as well. Fishers, fifth, 148. Columbus North, sixth, 152. And Brownsburg, seventh, 169. Yeah. Okay, so a couple things stand out to me. One, I'm I'm not surprised at the gap from one back to two. I think we're going to see numbers like that come to the state meet. Um, so there's that. Uh, I am a little surprised at um, two two teams here, Bloomington North. Right, you know I've been big on them. Really excited about them. I. To third would be fantastic in that type of scenario where it's going to be close three through five or three through six at the state meet. If they were able to get that done, that would be huge. I don't think they're the third best team in the state right now, but I would love to see them get on the podium. Uh, you know, I'm cheering for you. Go Cougars. Um, and then Zionsville didn't have uh, their best day yesterday, last night. Um, I would look for them to bounce back. And I think they're going to be closer to where Noblesville is. Uh, on this mock score one notable team that did not go to nike twilight on the boys side uh who will factor into these uh results here floyd central right that's a team that's a podium contender right there who uh attended a, their conference meet uh, so they were not available for this uh, they would make that outside of it uh, no other team would really factor in we could see this as a dress rehearsal for the state meet um, I, I do think Fishers may be ahead of a, another team there, but, um, anyway, those are some quick takes uh, on the team race there with, uh, scores only including Indiana likely state meet teams. So what's interesting too, is that looking at INCC stats, which the team score, the team rating is, and everybody ran, right. Everybody around the whole state ran. There's uh, the top. 17 teams from yesterday only one of them is listed as missing somebody so they have an adjusted rating but they're only missing because because this athlete dropped out okay so everybody got their everybody's best shot floyd 
who you mentioned as a podium contender, and they they certainly are, had the tenth best team performance, but they ran at their conference meet and they probably went one through three, and who knows how hard each of them ran and and like their best runner who certainly could finish in the top one at the state meet who certainly could score one point and and likely unless something catastrophic happens isn't going to score any more than three or four is like 10th or 12th or 15th or 30th or whatever. He's way down because yeah. he obviously didn't give the same effort at his conference meet that he'd be able to give if he had run at this very competitive race. Yep. Bloomington North third in that hypothetical meet, but they're sixth on INCC stats, sixth best performance yesterday. And Zionsville, who was fourth, had the in that hypothetical meet because Bloomington North finished behind Zionsville and Fishers in the overall scoring. But that's just the way that the scores went. And and sometimes I see people Take talking out, about these out of staters, they move up, right? right. And I, I see people on the message board talking about it and and it's like, well, that's not worth anything. Well, no, it's not, but it also does give us a pretty good idea. And what this is showing us is that mm, the top two may have separated themselves, but after that, it's actually closer than we've kind of talked about. Well, third and fourth, like the top four, have kind of cemented podium status. Yeah. And this leads us to believe maybe that's not the case. I still think, based on what we've seen all year, I still think Zionsville is a very likely podium team. Yep. And I think the same about Fishers, even if the numbers don't necessarily line up that way for this reason. Fishers is going to have two boys in the top 10 and potentially two in the top five. Good, yeah. Yeah. Their their top their top two boys based on what we saw last night, their top two boys may only score three points. It's possible, yeah, yeah. unlikely, but it's not going to be more between the two of let's them. Say, it's going to be a single digit. It's, it's right. It's going to be a single digit number of points. Yeah. Look at the history of Fishers, yeah. especially at the state meet. Now they haven't always made the podium, but they've been the second or third most successful team over the last three the last 10 years the last 15 years yeah since the inception of the school almost right yeah and they're they're only scoring three kids and those they're not all to finish out outside the podium i think all three of them would need to finish like after 100th place those kids are not going to finish after 100th place at the state meet no they've got a lot of fishers with those two guys has a lot of security so I still think it's going to come down to the rest of those teams for one spot. That doesn't mean that I think for sure that Zionsville will be fourth and Fisher or Zionsville will be third and Fishers will be fourth. I just think that those teams are very likely to finish on the podium, whereas the numbers and just kind of the eye test would show us that the, the last spot is now a lot closer than we might have thought, but it is going to come down to Bloomington North, Brownsburg, Columbus North. Floyd is in there. Wrights could could be in there. They're highly dependent upon three guys and they will have guys well after a hundred. Yeah. Um, but also if one team scores 60 and another team scores 90, that means that the points have to match up. There's some leeway with the points because six and seven can push people back, but those points have to come somewhere. And so we may, it's not going to be like the year that that center Grove scored 163 and finished sixth, right? I mean, it's going to be, it could be 200 finishing 210, 220 finishing fifth. 
Uh, you want to move on to the girls' mock uh, hypothetical meet? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so same thing on the girls' side. How deep we want to go? Ten. Uh, let's go. Let's go seven as well, because then there's going to be a bit of a gap on that. Okay. On that point uh, total. Noblesville, uh, pretty, pretty clear victory here. Seventy-one. Homestead and North Central one hundred seven. Carmel one thirteen. HSE one eighteen. That's the top five. Franklin Central one forty-seven. Carroll one seventy-eight. And then there's a bit of a gap down to Zinesville, Garen, Brownsburg, Columbus North, so on and so forth. Yeah, oh, you know what? That was the first one that I sent. Hold up. That was not the correct one because the first one that I sent you, I had forgotten to put in Westfield. Scratch that. And you can check the Patreon notes uh, if you want to see what the real one is because Westfield was so far down, I forgot to add them. Okay, here we go. Noblesville 78, North Central 114, Homestead 115, Carmel 123, HSE 126, FC 156, Carroll 187. And then it's a bit of a gap to Westfield, Zionsville, Garen, so on and so forth. Because we're out here, Taylor. We are on these streets, streets of Hamilton County. There we go. Okay, a couple of takeaways here. One, um, you know, I mentioned that the Zionsville boys will likely bounce back after a tough showing last night. Speaking of bounce back, Colin, how about the Noblesville Millers? The girls, they were the preseason number one coming in and they really just you know, kind of struggled to live up to that throughout most of the season. And then then in the most competitive meet on the most important course with all but one of the best teams there that night, man, do those Millers look good, right? 78 in that hypothetical meet minus the uh, out-of-staters right there. This was uh, Noblesville's uh, best performance of the season, right, per INCC stats. Uh, Only one team has a better rating on the year. Uh, going in and that team, uh, Fort Wayne Concordia Lutheran was not present. They were at their conference meet. We'll talk about them uh, here. We did talk about them earlier, but we'll talk about them in contention here in a second. Um, and did you know, Colin, right? Did you see this? You've heard about this? Uh, the 110 is the rating for Noblesville girls last night. That was better than any of their performances last year, right? They were the defending state champs. That's better than any of the performances last year. So um, shout out to that team for pulling it together uh, and on the biggest stage yet uh, on the most important course. We'll see if they do that again on October 28th, but that was the kind of Noblesville team we thought we would see. Um, I, uh, like I said, throw in the best team in the state. We'll be close to see uh, those two teams go at it, but I think there are a lot of the same ones that we discussed. Uh, HSC, I think, has a little bit of room for improvement and moving up uh, on that point total right there. And, uh, you know, we could obviously say the same thing maybe with uh, another team, but uh, how about that? Uh, North Central looking really good. Shout out to the Panthers, um, you know, for that second place right there. Uh, The Rokio's doing it big. And if you look at the INCC stats ratings, for that meet as well. It doesn't necessarily line up exactly, but history would lead us to believe that the ratings are going to line up very closely, not perfectly, but it's usually down to a matter of a point here or there on the rating, two points that like, well, this team beat this team and Oh, Carmel had the fourth best rating, but Fisher's had the fourth best score at the meet that happened in 2021 on the yeah. boys side there've been a couple of years where it, the meet was super close and it came down to 5 7 points and one team had a 1 point better rating and in that case it doesn't matter right it, it doesn't matter that one team's rating is better than the other but the ratings would show us that 
Noblesville from last night, you mentioned the 110 rating and only one team's got a rating better than that. I still think Concordia is the team to beat. Yeah. Noblesville is quite a bit ahead of the field based yeah. on last night's performances. So it's close, but it's not close in the sense that if these teams run like this again, that it won't be close between Noblesville and the other schools. Concordia wasn't there. The rest of the schools, it is close enough. Homestead, 143, North Central, 149, and HSC, 150 team ratings. Yeah. That is incredibly close. And it could be they could run those same performances. And just depending on where some of the athletes are just from other competing teams, HSC could be ahead of Homestead with the same performances or ahead of North Central or so on and so forth. Well, we're seeing, and this is now two weeks in a row, Elizabeth Butler for HSC, right? She continues her comeback. Uh, she looked strong at their conference meet uh, last Saturday. She followed up uh, with a very good performance uh, last night at Nike Twilight. You know, we get Butler powers running together up there at the front. Um, you know, that's going to help propel HSC ahead of a couple of those teams that you mentioned just slightly uh, in front of them. So, you know, they're still right there, maybe in that two, three, four zone, uh, more likely I'm hearing from you, you're thinking more like three, maybe like you think you, the first, the top two teams are on a tier of their own. And then I'd like to see it again. I'd like to see it again from Noblesville. Yeah. yeah. And and I, and I, I definitely think we could, and I think we've mentioned like, Hey, they haven't run as well, but like they started running better in October last year. And I had been big, like Columbus North's going to win Columbus North's going to win. And then by the end of October, I couldn't say that anymore. Cause you know, cause they didn't win. Yeah. Um, that maybe this is just part of Noblesville at this point. They've got a good plan. The the kids believe, and they just ran really, really well yeah. at this uh, Laverne Twilight meet. Based, you know, if we if Noblesville runs the way it ran last night, we're recording this on on Sunday night, so on Saturday night. And Concordia runs the way it essentially has run all season. Concordia is kind of like the Floyd boys here that, yeah, they've got a 150 rating and that's behind Homestead and North Central and it's well behind Noblesville, but like they went one, two, three, four, and six. So how I'm sure they were running hard, but how hard were they really running? Right. 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 And I I think Concordia is the favorite. If I'm going to make a, a, a cross comparison here, Noblesville isn't like Noblesville boys and girls aren't similar HSC girls and Noblesville boys are kind of similar and that they've got these different runners. And if you look at it, they're like, wow, if they put it all together on the same day, this is the number one team in the state. Yeah. Concordia boys or Concordia girls and Carmel boys are kind of similar, or maybe the Carmel boys are kind of like the Noblesville girls because both of those teams have won the state meet the year before, but like, Concordia has consistently been the best girls team, but if you look and find, well, all of the best ratings from, from HSC girls and put those all at the, in the same race against Concordia's average or Concordia's slightly below average, then, then it, then HSC is the most serious contender. Yeah. Unless okay, of course so Noblesville duplicates or replicates what it did last night, which is certainly possible, but not guaranteed. So you still have Fort Wayne Concordia as your favorite. And oh, it yeah. sounds like there are two teams in your mind that could challenge the cadets. And that would be either Noblesville 
or HSC. And that's pretty much it, right? Anybody else would be a big surprise, kind of dark horse Lloyd Christmas kind of not likely to happen. Mm, I, I don't know that I'd say Lloyd Christmas so much for this reason. And I thought about this a lot yesterday. The bigger the meat, the more just kind of weird stuff tends to happen. And it is it is chaotic. And yeah, we've got all these all this data that leads us to believe like uh, this is probably the best boys team and this is probably the best girls team, but weird stuff. The the larger the field, the more weird things are going to happen. Sure. And it's the same thing with the Noblesville boys. I mean, if you take their best performances and put them all in at the same time, they are right there with us, if not ahead. Same thing with HSC that could happen at the state meet, but we also just kind of need to anticipate a certain amount of chaos and, you know, it, we could be at the state meet and and we haven't talked that much about Franklin Central girls for a while. They seem to have kind of fallen out of out of uh, our our fancied podium teams, those top six or seven. But maybe we get there and they're right there. Or Valpo's right there. Same thing on the boys side. Maybe you get there and it's like, wait, who was third? Oh, right. What? When do they talk about, you know, when do we talk about them? Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be crazy stuff that happens that even the two of us, the three of us with Josh following it all along all year. There's just, it's, there's going to be unpredictable things to an extent, to an extent. Yeah. Um, you know what? But Speaking I, I'd also kind of soured on Homestead girls and they were really good last night. Yeah, they were. And that was with, you know, Canablo scoring more than just a point. Sure. And, and she may at the state meet, right. She, they may not score four in the sense that she may not win or score one point, but like, I think yesterday kind of showed her floor. Like, I mean, she's not going to score more than five or six. Right. Uh, speaking about, you know, maybe uh, things that are unclear. Can we talk about the girls individual title race here? The other one's gotten beat a, a couple times this year. Maybe it was just, was it just once? Um, well, Canablo beat her once and Jarrell beat her at least once, but now I'm looking at it and I, I don't know. I mean, this is, we're being like, uh, prisoners of the moment, I suppose. Right. Recency bias, but like she beat all the Indiana girls last, last night. And the one that was closest to her was Libby Dowdy from Indian Creek, who I, I would have certainly pegged below a lot of these girls, which isn't fair because I think she did win at Brown County. You know, I'm not surprised that Nikki Sutherland was the top Hoosier, but I am surprised at the gap back to a couple of the other girls that we did discuss as, you know, people we thought were title contenders, right? Addison Canablo, uh, Ava Jarrell. I mean, then we kind of mentioned, you know, maybe score Dowdy as that next tier, you know, if something were, to, I think I picked Julia score. Hey, if it's not gonna be one of these girls, who could it be? Well, I think it could be Julia score. Um, you know, so I guess that the the uh, margin of victory to me was the surprising part. I don't know if we really learned anything uh, or that there's any clear favorite on the girl side after this point. Right. I mean, yeah, it could be Sutherland, but I think we could sit here and look at these uh, time, whether it's time spreads or places uh, after our state meet uh, post recap uh, and and say, well, we could have you know, we could switch out. Canablo and Sutherland we could you know, maybe move uh, Jarrell and Dowdy around and we could say oh, okay that makes sense we could kind of see that you know like, I don't think there's any clear in a way uh, girl who's who's uh, got the title right now yeah and I think 
would you say at this point maybe the the favorite on the boys side is is a little more secure or a little more favored than on the girl side yes i think right maybe now quite a bit more um i don't know about quite a quite a bit but you know i cameron todd is you know in my mind the favorite for the title but you know no pun intended here he's not the runaway favorite right i think that he um he's clearly shown that you know the meet record uh last night there at twilight uh, a win earlier against uh conway um i but you know i i think that uh quagliaroli is right behind him provenzano right behind quagliaroli uh so i think those three and maybe will conway as well i should say maybe definitely will conway you know they're in that group right there up the front um i think any of those four could win uh seemed in a likely category in my mind we talked about liam bowski earlier as a guy who isn't uh, a contender in my maybe a fringe contender uh who could get it done but i think cameron todd is number one in the state with a 2a quagley roley and then a 2b provenzano uh, based off what we've seen thus far but uh any of those three i think could win yeah and we'll see you know it was it was relatively close but in the end Conway with like a five or six second victory and and Quagley really was ahead of him with four or five hundred meters to go yeah. um so that's why that's why they call him closing Cameron Todd uh but it's yeah nothing nothing secure nothing certain nothing easy Zaza Pachulia nothing easy here in these last four weeks as we come down to the finish we do not have anything we're uh, kind of on a time crunch here ourselves we don't have anything extra for the patreon uh but may revisit that later in the week but if you do want to become a patreon subscriber we do have a lot of good content on there patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash indiana runner and we may come back through kind of in the middle of the week and give maybe more coaching insights uh peek behind the curtain to certain things to our patreon subscribers of which i believe we're up to 83 84 they're coming in so fast that patreon actually can't keep up and update us on the numbers Hey, if you want, if you're thinking about joining, join us, right? Go listen right now to Josh interview Sophia Kennedy, right? Who's having a great uh, freshman year out at Stanford. You can go listen to her. You can listen to Jason Christ, right? One of the most decorated uh, distance runners on the boys side in the state of Indiana, right? Josh does a fantastic job talking to him. And then you'll see, uh, you know, a little extra stuff that uh, your boy Altavote and I put out there uh, for the masses. All right. Well, it is going to be an exciting next four weeks. I think our plan next week will probably, with all the different JV type stuff, uh, typically we we just do the recaps and then put the extra things on the Patreon. I think maybe next week Taylor and I are going to do uh, just a, a tournament preview podcast, go through our regional tiers, our title tiers, who could win, who could make the state meet, kind of talk about, spread it around, talk about as many teams across the state of Indiana as possible. Taylor? Can't wait for the tournament. Can't wait for October. Can't wait for the cooler weather. And Skull Buffs. Buffs. We're coming back, baby. We almost got it done yesterday. We'll see. I think I got my swagger back. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.